really thinking he's Joe Namath out here. Like, he's having too good of a time. Like, sweetheart, you need to bring it back in a little bit, you know? Welcome to Her Sports Convo with Ashley Wilson. Hey, y'all. Welcome back. Crazy to see you here again. I hope you had a good week last week. I hope you had a good week this week. Welcome to November. Fall has fallen in. So has the drama. As we all know, November is basically get your stuff together or get out of here season in the NFL. And that is exactly what is happening right now as a lot of people were traded today as I'm recording this on the deadline of the NFL trade deadline and as a few people are getting released which the linebacker from Jalen Smith he was at Dallas at the beginning of the year then he went to Green Bay and Green Bay released him today which you know what they say one time something happened that's crazy second time something happened you're like ooh. and unfortunately I don't think Jalen Smith will be getting a third chance so that's sad to see but at least he got his check before he got checked out of the NFL and aside from the NFL trades that have happened I personally think none have been really crazy today on the last day I feel like even the biggest trade was obviously the Rams picking up Von Miller and now their big defensive three is Von Miller Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey which is crazy to think about but um you can tell they are dialed in they're all in literally their twitter account tweeted like all in like they want to win a championship they got really close and it didn't work out in their favor and they're ready to go win that and I I mean with those three guys on your defense I feel like it's pretty hard to stop them if I was on the other side of the line looking at them I'd be like oh boy we are in for something I feel like that was obviously the biggest one Nothing else really surprised me personally. As we all know, uh, a lot more drama has happened outside of the trade in the NFL that has truly brought together the two main things we talk about over here at Her Sports Convo, the NBA and the NFL. And that was over this past week, the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Cleveland Browns played each other. And as I watched the game and saw Mr. Baker Mayfield really struggled to get the ball to his wide receivers, other people saw it too. And a lot of people were kind of blaming Odell and was like, Odell's not back to where he used to be. Odell's not this. Odell's not that. And, you know, a lot of people were having it off in the comment sections of wherever you may be on Reddit threads, all these things about is Baker Mayfield the quarterback? You know, is he the guy? He's been there the longest for right now but is he the guy because he's still not producing at what they wanted to produce when they signed him you know a franchise QB it basically is he Johnny Manziel but he lasted a little bit longer than Johnny did you know and personally my personal opinion when it comes to Megan Mayfield is that he's a mediocre quarterback like he's a mediocre quarterback and we can't really expect him to do more than what he does he does enough for you to win games but he doesn't do enough for you to win big games and especially win those big games in those big moments hence why they lost to the Steelers in such a interesting fashion after having a lot of missed throws down the ball like yes Baker Mayfield isn't a perfect person yes the wide receivers aren't perfect people either and they have to you know, try to get the ball where they're trying to go. But when it comes to, like, some of the things Baker are doing, like, those throws are wild. Like, especially 
the one that stuck out to me was the last one to Odell in that game in that Odell got like side checked by two defenders trying to catch this awful ball from Baker. I mean, the ball was like eight feet up in the eye higher than him. It was turning and flipping all kinds of direction. It was it was a mess. And I mean, I love Baker Mayfield's little progressive all-state commercials more than the next guy. But I don't think he's the kind of quarterback, at least right now, he's not the kind of quarterback you build a team around. And that's being seen a lot. And it's being seen even more on the internet as Mr. Odell Beckham Sr. I don't know. Well, oh yeah, because his name is Odell Beckham Jr. So obviously, Mr. Odell Beckham Sr. posted on his Instagram today an 11-minute video. He posted an 11-minute video of all the times Baker Mayfield has missed Odell on wide open throws this season. Literally, I love that man. I am the biggest stan of Odell Beckham Sr. that have ever existed because how iconic is that? He was like, I'm sick of you talking trash about my kid on the internet. Mike drops it. And given the things that Baker Mayfield was putting on his story prior to that, like two, three days ago, which was some propaganda, that um, it was pretty fitting for him to do that, especially at that time. And not only were, you know, football fans and all this stuff getting into the action saying, like, Baker's not that guy and Odell is that guy, but he's just not being given the opportunity and the chance. You got, like, NBA stars cashing on the conversation. Like, basically, Odell got all his friends together and was like, you know, am I the problem? And they were like, no, you're not, Odell. It's him. It's him. You are not the problem in this situation. And um, Braun tweeted out basically calling uh, – he basically called Baker Mayfield a chum bucket, and I'm like, I'm here for it. I'm here for it, you know what I mean? And you had Damian Lillard tagging in on it, and it was just, like, the wildest thing ever. Between that and, you know, the fact that LeBron basically, like, LeBron went on the internet in front of the entire world and called Baker Mayfield a chum bucket, and now Baker's sitting there like, oh. But I feel like he has such a ego which is an ego you have to have to be any kind of professional athlete to stick around and be you know advocated for in this game and to have a position and make people take you seriously you have to have that but I feel when it comes to some things he isn't and the fact that more people are sticking up for him because even even on the video that Odell Beckham Jr.'s dad tweet not tweet out posted other wide receivers on the Browns were like liking that and like like you can read the likes you can look at the compensations of things and so it's not just the Beckham family who feels this way there's obviously other people who in their organization feel the exact same way as I saw in the game particularly one moment where it was like really replayed when um Baker was running and he got tackled like kind of sort of close to out of bounds that guy and he like got him he was like you know I'm such a strong guy now and literally none of his teammates like stood up against his honor and tried to like you know fake fight you know how they get up in each other's faces and stuff in the NFL like none of his teammates did that like they were all just like good job Baker but I feel like if you know that happened to Patrick Mahomes like all the Kansas City Chiefs people would be running over there or any other or you know that happened against you know with Aaron Rodgers at Green Bay like any other organization their teammates would have backed him on that and so I felt like that was very telling of 
what's going on in the Browns organization. That and also that uh, building the Browns hasn't came out since week two of the season. So those two reasons are things that I think, you know, it's not it's all not happy sunshines and rainbows over there. And it's not just Bigger Mayfield's fault. It's not just Kevin Stefanski's fault. That's their head coach, if you didn't know. It's, it's a mixture of things. It's a mixture of they don't change things when they need to be changed. Like, I feel like they are saying this is – the things we decided we were going to do this season and we're going to keep doing them throughout the rest of the season even though they're not working which you can take that as ever you might be like change Baker Mayfield change some plays do some there they're just not really adapting to the way the season is going and that's why they're at where they're at in this season a lot of other teams are doing the exact same thing which is why they are also pretty much scraping the bottom of the barrel when it comes to their position in the standings as we are halfway through the NFL season and, you know, the knives are coming out. The gloves are off. People are saying how they feel and doing things as they say. And um, it's very apparent how people feel about Baker Mayfield. And I don't see him. Well, I take that back. I do see him having a longer period of time in Cleveland just because of the way the organization is ran. And people really love um, him. And he's really built his brand around being in Cleveland. As I mentioned earlier, the State Farm commercials. But it's not going to be good for the organization and it's really not going to be good for that fan base because, oh boy, have they. Let's take a moment and give a round of applause to the Cleveland Browns fans because those people really stick around when they have absolutely no reason to. Because, like, what is there for? What are, what are you cheering for exactly every year? You know, big props for you for sticking around. That is a loyal person. If you're out here looking for a loyal person, go find a Cleveland Browns fan because. Loyal to their own fault. That is what they are right now. And it's it's sad to see it go that way. But hey, that's the game. But on to other news. I'd say the fact that um, I turned on the Saints and uh, Falcons game. I think that was Saints. No, the Saints and the Buccaneers game. That's who it was. I, I turned on the Saints and the Buccaneers games on Sunday. And I looked around and I was like, where's Jameis? where's Jameis I scrolled through Twitter and I'm like wait Jameis got hurt what so I'm looking for the video and finding out what happened to Jameis because I'm like who is this Taysom Hill want to be out here this is this is not my friend this is not my homie but uh he sure enough did put the team on his back I truly don't remember what that man's name was but uh I don't think anyone knew who he was before Sunday and now he is borderline you know the star of New Orleans this week because he did a great job. I had no faith. The first few times he went out there was not good, was really, really not good. But he did a great job. And I was so sad to see Jameis Torres ACL. Like, Jameis is such a fun person. And the fact that we're not going to see him the rest of the season is so bad. But the fact that he was literally bopping around and dancing with his teammates after he tore his ACL in the locker room after the end of the game just really shows how much Jameis is, you know, a character, a doll, and it makes that moment even more iconic because he was bopping around, like hopping around with a torn ACL and an MCL. Like, go off, Jameis. You're great. But the Saints, like, beating the Bucks, that's pretty iconic because when, I'm going to be honest, when we got down to the end of the fourth quarter, I was like, oh, this is not good. This is not good, homies. This is not good. Y'all better get it together. But um, it worked out in their favor. I mean... I didn't see Tom Brady throwing an interception at the end of the game, but um, 
anything could happen. It was Halloween, you know, spooky season. The shifts were happening in the atmosphere and things, and that shift really snatched that ball right from Tom Brady's uh, grip and got them that win. So uh, good for the Saints, but bad for the Saints because, like, do you want this man to be your quarterback the rest of the year? Or is Taysom Hill going to go in? Personally, I feel like when Taysom Hill comes back, he should go in. Because he was number two and not this other guy. Even though this other guy seems like a doll, he did a great job. He should Taysom Hill should be the guy. But I guess we'll see. Who never you never know. Who never know? Maybe Sean Payton will like go in and do like a Michigan situation and be like, you go in for one play, you go in for one play, and maybe it'll work. It's worked for other people, maybe it'll work for them. And talking about people finding their guy, shout out to the Jets. This man, Alex White, Matt White, something white, he went out there and he did the things. He did the things. And I was like, okay, wait a minute now. I'm here for it. I'm here for all of this and more. As you know, I'm not the biggest fan of Zach Wilson, but um, I truly don't care about the Jets either on that fact. But it was so fun, like, seeing him out there having a good time. Like, this man was in his first NFL start game, and he's out here just dancing in the end zone, having the time of his life. And honestly, I thought when that man went out there, I was like, oh, he's really thinking he's Joe Namath out here. Like, he's having too good of a time. Like, sweetheart, you need to bring it back in a little bit, you know? You do play for the Jets. Things slip away real easy over here for y'all, but... He put up a great game, and I really hope he sticks around for the rest of the season and um, puts his mark in New York. Like, maybe he's a quarterback the Jets have been looking for. But we also know when it comes to the Jets and quarterbacks that they start out really great, and then over time they decline. So who knows what happens over there at the Jets, but I'm happy for them. But on the other side of that coin, I think we should take a moment and talk about the Chiefs because they played Monday Night Football this week, as we all know. And even last week, they were really tight in their game last week. And no one's afraid of the Chiefs. Like, I'm, I'm going to say it how it is. No one's afraid of the Chiefs. The Chiefs were the top dog, the top daddy of the league for two, three, four years. And now they're like, okay, whatever. They're regular, just like me and you, you and me. And that's it. That's what it is. <laughs> and I'm happy for it. Like, you just... Not that I'm happy to see the Chiefs, like, downfall or whatever, but I'm happy to see someone else is coming to the top. Like, maybe the Bills of Buffalo love them. Josh Allen had a great time watching him on the Eli and Peyton cast of the Monday Night Football, but you can even see, like, they were turning the ball over. Like, I never, ever, ever seen Patrick Mahomes' jersey look that dirty at the end of the game. They need to be so lucky that they won that game because, honestly, I don't know what would happen if they keep going. Out. Like, they need to figure it out. They need to figure it out because you were in that close of a game with the Giants, the literal Giants who were putting actual mountains in front of themselves to win this game. They have literally no one to catch the ball for them anymore as Kadarius Tony went out of the game. I was like, who's going to catch the ball? Saquon, he's going to have to run the ball, catch the ball, spike the ball. He's going to have to do all of it now, him and Daniel Jones. But they have a lot of obstacles in the way. And the fact that the Chiefs could barely beat them because they couldn't get their offense started, their O-line looked a hot mess this week. So um, hopefully they can figure it out, get the kinks out. 
because they need to figure it out because the road the road that the Chiefs are going right now they will not be seeing football in January and that will be fun for the game but uh bad for the brand definitely bad for the brand and as we know we always talk about our feel good moment and the feel good moment for this week here we go again I'm putting it in the middle of the episode I don't care is an actual feel good moment this week it comes from Michigan State football team their quarterback and their running back are besties best friends I mean I watched the little piece on them on college game day I watched the little piece on them on the little Fox NF Fox NFL on the Fox college kickoff it was so cute and they've been best friends they grew up together they were like teammates through high school they both chose to go to Michigan State and now they're like on one of the few undefeated teams on the country. They beat their rival Michigan, which was, I would probably say, one of the best college football games this season. It's definitely up there in the top tier of college football games this season. As it was back and forth, like it was literal. Well, mm, I take that back. It wasn't actually back and forth at the beginning. Um, Michigan had a stronghold on this football game, and then Michigan State slowly creeped back in it because I was like. Y'all not going to make me like fall in love with these two people and love their friendship. And now you're going to just out here and like fall down face down against Michigan. But they didn't. So that's good for them. But I just thought that friendship was like really cool. Like how you can be a friend with someone. And they did like, uh, I just love those two guys. But one of the things that really sparked me about the conversation that he had with the people on Fox is how he wanted to win the Heisman. And it brought me to this point. Why can't big men win the Heisman? Like, you have Jordan Davis. He is arguably the best college football player this season. You had Chase Young a few seasons ago, who was hands down the best college football player that season. Or Nadalmik and Sue, when he played in college football at Nebraska, arguably the best college football player then, that did not win the Heisman. And it all came down to the fact that they weren't, you know, the flashy quarterback or the flashy wide receiver like Devontae Smith who won it last year or running back. Like you have to be on offense and to be the one to score points to win. And I just don't think it's fair. I think they should give the credit to the O-line guys, to the D-line guys, and even just to the defense in general because – yeah, they might not score points on every play, but they really do affect the game as Jordan Davis is like 6'3 and weighs over 300 pounds. I saw this one picture and you know how they have those backdrops when they do like press conferences and like all those things and it's like the huge backdrop and has like the logo of the team and like the sponsor of whoever sponsors their conferences. He was taller than that thing. He was taller and bigger than that. Those things are massive, and he was taller and bigger than that. And he out here plucking these little boys off other teams' O-line for funsies. And it's a shame that we all know he won't win the Heisman just based on the position he played. We need to make room in the Heisman conversation for the big guys and not just room in the Heisman conversation and they come in second like Chase Young did, but actual room in the Heisman conversation and – let them win if they are the best player in college football that season. But that's one of the things when it comes to these awards is that it's about if you're on a good enough team 
if your team has enough notoriety and also you play good like the play good thing is like the third thing and you have to be you know enough of a name so people could know about you You have to know enough of a story and I just don't think that's right but obviously we all know that's the way the world works which is a true shame but if I was giving out a hyphen right now I'd definitely give it to Jordan Davis because I saw one stat and it was like Georgia has only allowed like five touchdowns this season like five touchdowns and it's probably fewer than that if you be honest but I definitely know it was like five or less touchdowns this season like that's completely insane completely insane and they're out here bulldozing teams for fun they have no more ranked opponents on their schedule don't be shocked when you see uh, Georgia in the SEC championship this year because it's gonna be crazy I mean I'm probably jinxing them by talking about this right now but I was just that just really was on my heart because but let's stop putting the skinny wide receivers in the Heisman conversation and let's get our big men in there. But that is all I have for this week. So make sure to like, comment, rate, subscribe, wherever you decide to listen to your podcast today. Head on over to Instagram and follow at Her Sports Convo to stay up to date on all things Her Sports Convo. If you missed it last week, we're having a holiday live show this year. Let me know down in the comments or over on Instagram what day of the week and what time you would like to see that holiday live show at. Because I'm excited to give it to you. If you don't let me know, I'm going to decide. Well, I'm going to decide anyway. But I'm going to decide without your opinion. And you're just going to have to show up. But I'll definitely keep it up on the channel so you're not going to miss it. But it's going to be over there at Her Sports Convo main channel. Which, make sure you subscribe to that. I post new videos up there every Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And make sure to subscribe to the podcast channel if you're listening on audio or any other form. Make sure to do that. It's Her Sports Convo podcast on YouTube. And I post the podcast episodes of there every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. I hope you're having a good week. November's here. I already put up my Christmas tree. Jingle bell, pot belly smells. We're twinkling down the yellow brick road. Let me know if you're into the Christmas spirit or you're like, girl, it's Thanksgiving. I ain't come yet. Slow down. Let me know how you feel about that. But uh, as always, be safe, have fun, and don't be afraid to join the convo.